hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast episode, we are actually doing a spoiler review for Space Jam, A New Legacy. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Charlie. Say hello to everybody. Hello. And this is actually going to be a spoiler review. And this is not the kind of review that we normally do. We don't normally bash things for the sake of bashing things at all. We don't bash certain movies. We don't call certain movies trash unless there's actually a reason to actually call a movie a certain piece of trash that what it is. And that is what we call Space Jam Legacy. Now, here's the thing. Before you guys actually start complaining and saying that we're being negative, I did go into this with with an open mind. I did try to do that with this particular film. It's just that for me and everything, this film just doesn't work in, in this whole entire context, if you think about it. Uh, they got a bunch of Warner Brother properties and crammed it all into one film, trying to actually hide the mess that it actually is. I feel like this movie's also an identity crisis, where it's actually trying to find its own identity, and it just doesn't do that. It doesn't know who this movie is actually geared towards. Is it geared towards adults, or is it geared towards the kids? Because if you're trapped in your in the movie with your kids for two close to two hours of this film, you need to have something to actually gear towards adults. So therefore, we have the Game of Thrones world. We have other worlds within this whole entire universe, aside from the t- Toons world that we know and love from the very first Space Jam movie. But let's go ahead and go into the plot points real quick. I'm just going to go ahead and give a brief detail of what this plot line is, and then we'll just go into it from there. So basically, it's about LeBron James. He winds, He's little, and what winds up happening is this. At the very beginning we wind up seeing a young LeBron James sitting down on the bench playing a Game Boy game. And then his coach comes over and he goes, hey, LeBron, what are you doing? You're supposed to be over there focused on your game. Next thing you know it, he comes up. He goes, oh, oh snap. He goes, oh, snap my butt. You need to go on ahead and get off the bench. So what does he do? He winds up missing a three-point shot. Then we get into the whole entire opening scene. And so – that's when this whole entire thing picks up where it's supposed to be the introduction to this whole movie. Like we got from space jam one, where it actually feels like a space jam movie. It actually feels like a basketball type movie that we can actually get pumped for this one. I didn't feel any excitement for it. I didn't feel this excitement for a space jam new legacy. Like I did with space jam one at all. It does not feel like a space jam movie. Um, like I said, the very first one felt like a, a basketball movie. It actually felt like a, the theme song actually fit what it needed to do. It was in order for us to get hype for the movie. But this one is all about, oh, look at me. Look at all the greatest things I've done as King James. Look at me slam dunking. Look at me going to different teams, being a one-man pony show and everything. And then it goes into the opening where he's talking negative about his son, about how his son needs to go and have focus in on on being a basketball player when his son doesn't even want to be a basketball player. He wants to be into video games and designing his own video games. And that's pretty much where this whole entire thing picks up. So I'm going to go on ahead and let Charlie take the floor with some of the other stuff. Um, before I continue, I want to warn everybody. Um, this is a PG movie. However, some of us, probably me, are going to be dropping some F-bombs because, well, this movie made me rage. So I figured I mean want to mention that. And before everybody jumps on me like, oh, you're a hater. No, we reacted to this trailer. The trailer was garbage. We only did it was so garbage we decided to react to only the one trailer. Because if we reacted to the second trailer that came out, we would have spoiled the ending of the movie for you. 
because spoiler alert, the second trailer actually spoiled the ending of this movie, which the tunes win, of course. But still, I just wanted to mention, just throw that out there. I hated this movie because the trailer looked trash. The trailer was not, didn't look like trash. It trailer was trash, and the yeah, and the, and the opening was terrible. Like really, like I agree with John. Like the opening. It like I kept trying to like it, it's similar into the degree between Michael Jordan and that, but the LeBron one it was like way way longer than the other one is, and there's not a lot of Michael. There was there was not a lot of Michael in that uh, that opening credit scenes. It was a lot of the highlights, but showed it showed um, Michael Board, Michael Jordan being the team player that he is, not being the ball bitch that LeBron was. And like here, I'm gonna like I'm gonna like dunk it myself. I'm gonna block. I'm gonna I'm gonna show the I'm gonna have the video of me shaking my hands. I'm in the draft. Yeah, or uh, I'm taking art having that terrible sharing that terrible. Um, that terrible. I'm taking my I'm taking my talents to South Beach, ESPN travesty that was, and then I'm bringing it back to Cleveland because I failed there before, but I can do it again. And then I'm going to leave, join the Lakers, and then we win the title there and lose in the first round of the playoffs again. Like, yeah, like we don't need to see that. You know, you don't need to keep stroking his ego because it's that's not the point of this movie. It's supposed to get people riled up. Oh, and the opening theme. If you love the opening theme from the original one about the Space Jam, to, uh, getting ready to jam. This one was like a re- a horrible remix that deserved to be back on the straight to DVD or straight to illegal stream record thing. Like seriously, who came up with this? Like it's like that and like whatever. But yeah, yeah. And then LeBron missing the shot was great. LeBron missing the shot because it's clutch LeBron. When you need him to make the shot the most, he misses. Um, but yeah, the opening the opening was terrible, and then and then him being him being named throughout the whole movie King James was really annoying. Everybody's calling he's the king, he's the king, he's like he's the king of jack shit. <laughs> exactly. No one I mean, asked for a new Space Jam. Now yeah. here's the thing: I I said this to Charlie before and as well. I said back in the '90s we had big, huge superstars when we look at basketball and other sports and everything during that time. If they wanted to do this movie uh, maybe a year or two after Michael Jordan and wanted to focus on other sports, that would be pretty, pretty cool to actually see because we actually had big name stars. And even if they wanted to continue it off with like a football player, we had Emmitt Smith, we had Troy Aikman, we had Steve Young, we had Dan Marino, we had all those big names in the 1990s where you can actually do a Space Jam type of movie. And even if you wanted to go with the Boston Red Sox team or something like that for baseball, we had no more Garcia Parra. You had, uh, Troy O'Leary, you had big name stars to actually cover that if you wanted to, to do this type of movie. With this one, you don't really have your dope to guy. Matter of fact, I think the most important thing here is I feel like Kobe Bryant would have actually been a better choice if he was alive, if they were able to give him a chance at that time. But I don't see, um, I just don't see LeBron as that go to person. He's a producer. That's why he moved to LA. That's why he went on ahead and wanted to be on the Lakers so that way he can be closer to this project, so that way he can have his thumbprints on this film so he can star in this film. So that's what happened with that. But here's the thing. Michael Jordan's a team player. We saw that, like Charlie said in the intro, where he's passing to Scottie Pittman. Scottie Pittman winds up making the layup, and he winds up making the shot. That whole entire sequence is only a three-minute and 43 montage of everything in Michael Jordan's career, and it's not centered on 
just him on the highlights that he's done, but on the playing side of things. And also, too, it also sets up with him retiring and going into the baseball realm of stuff, even though he wasn't a great baseball athlete or anything like that. But it's still brought into that whole entire aspect of the whole entire plot line where the tunes are actually looking for him versus LeBron looking for the tunes to help him save his son from uh, what's that realm called? I forgot <laughs> because so uh, either Warnerverse or Serververse. If, Serververse you're yeah. if you're wondering, does that sound familiar? It does. They took a shot at Snyderverse. And that's what pissed me off even more. And um, I'll, we'll get into that in a sec. But yeah, this was a 25-year-old, like 25 years since the first one came out. Nobody asked for a damn sequel for this. You just, what Broad wanted to do is just to one-up Jordan because that. And and then like this, 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 what was the point of this? Like, it's like the fact that Warner Brothers was so struck with all their properties all around, like that. What is this movie trying to be? What is it? Like it's like, is uh -huh. it for adults? Is it for kids? Because if it's for adults, I'm I'm an adult and, and all the, the all the moments that they've seen, they're ruining iconic movies by putting the well, scenes and it didn't work. Exactly. But also too, like I said, if this was geared towards kids, why do we have Clockwork Orange in there? Why do we have it in there? Why do we have radar type movies, even a mature content movie uh, show like Game of Thrones in this, no one, no kid is going to go sit through a Game of Thrones TV show that's M.A. for nudity and everything else that it has in there and also violence and stuff like that unless the parents just don't care about what their kid watches. But I understand, you know, you want to actually have something in there for the adults because you're in there with the kids, but you can put in some humor for the adults, not having to put in these rated R characters because maybe the kids are like, ooh, what's that? Oh, that's Clockwork Orange. Oh, never mind. I can't watch that film because that's rated R. Then you also have an old Matrix joke and everything. And here's the thing. I've seen spoofs of Matrix stuff and stuff like that back in the early 2000s when the Matrix was actually popular. He's making pop uh, pop culture references back in for the early 2000s, hoping that it would actually work in a 2021 world that we live in, and it just bombs. It winds up falling on the floor where you can actually hear a sound of the pen drop. And it, it like the Granny Matrix, that's what I'm calling her. I'm calling Granny Matrix. She gets on the walker. She slowly he goes, time is on my side. And then uh, one of the characters, yeah, time is on her side. And then she gets up on the walker, does this little thing. And then, you know, it's supposed to be a Matrix style thing. and goes like that, like Neo. And it just doesn't work. If this was an early 2000s film, it would actually work. And this spoof would actually work. Mm -hmm. And some people said, okay, this reminds you of an SNL skit. To me, this actually feels like an MTV spoof that's trying to be funny, but it's not funny. And it's just falling and feeling. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, I hate the, yeah, I hate the Matrix jokes because, like, what in the Matrix hell? Who writes that? Seriously, that was a horrible joke. The granny doing that, and then LeBron doing, she's the one. What the fuck? I'm sorry. <laughs> like, like, I warned you. I'm dropping f bombs on this. I was like, what? You're real. Like, yeah, I, I grew. That was the first R-rated movie I watched. Was the Matrix? I love that movie. I loved what it did. Were the sequels great? No. But they had moments that were good in it that were entertaining. Like this, the whole second half of the Matrix Reloaded, from like when they when Neo fights the hundred Mister Smiths to to the whole um, highway chase sequence was probably one of the best action se set pieces sequences that they did. They had the 
they did it themselves. The practical effects for that were great. And, and yeah, I get it. Warner brothers. You're trying to promote the matrix Four. maybe show us a goddamn trailer for the new one. Let us know what we got because I'm already hyped for the matrix Four. what you did with the whole matrix world. You ruin you're you're practically ruining it like oh granny she's gonna we're gonna I we're gonna ruin that iconic sequence with Trinity like the very first entrance of Trinity and have a granny do the kick and kick a guy for four walls seriously and have of course Speedy Gonzalez is gonna speed past bullets he's he's a freaking rat that can run are you serious and, and then, then right oh my 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 ombre my hat is gone. And have LeBron try to dress up as Neo, trip and fall for some glass, and then come up fighting? Dude, you're a little bitch. Like, seriously, you, you flopped like you do on the court. You kidding me? Like, and then have Bugs Bunny dressed as Morpheus? What are you What are you doing? The animation was horrible for that. And there's other ones I'll get into, but I'll let you go ahead, John. Okay, so uh, there's also another thing, too, is, is this whole entire deal where now Bugs is going solo and this universe and everything too. And also too, let me just call in and say this, how they actually get zapped into this. Basically, uh, Don Cheadle calls a meeting, which he's actually an algorithm and algorithm goes on ahead, emails, uh, certain big, uh, Warner brothers executives says, Hey, look, this is a good idea to have this person to be a spokesman for this type of product and stuff like that. So they go on ahead, get LeBron in, and everything and then they're like lebron we want you to go ahead and advertise our product and everything which is this one brother 3000 type of thing kind of like setting up a hbo max kind of thing but except for one thing you're actually part of the movie rather than you just watching the movie and then you wind up becoming the hero or the villain or whatever uh so yeah so then once LG gets ticked off at them because LeBron says, no, this is just a two-bit hack and everything. I'm not going to go ahead and do it. They wind up going into the server room. Next thing you know, it he gets zapped into the server. And then we have that corny joke where he goes, oh, my God, where are we? Where are we? His son's like, we're on the computer, Dad. Oh, my God, I'm going to – is it? Are we, I'm claustrophobic. Am I going to go ahead and uh, choke or anything? Am I going to die? And then next thing you know, Don Cheadle comes up, rising in pixelation. And then that's when you wind up having the whole entire thing where Don Cheeto's like, well, I am uh, LG. Is it called? Is his name like LG? Uh, what's what's his name? Algorithm. Al algorithm. Algorithm. Rhythm. Yeah. Algorithm. Yeah. That's just lazy writing. I got to quote Deadpool. <laughs> that's just lazy writing. God, that's just lazy writing. And yes, Ladasia, that is real. It's really bad. We're not exaggerating on it. Um, unless one of the stars is controversial, yeah, they could have had made an R-rated Space Jam. I, I don't really know if I want to see that, <laughs> but anything could have been better than this trash. True. Uh, let's see here. Then we also had Taki Chan. Hey, everyone. No one asked for a Space Jam. Nope, no one asked for it. Then again, we don't really ask for any movie to be honest with you. And do we really need a movie, a certain movie? No. But do we want to be entertained? Yes, that's the job of a movie. That's why we go. But you know, um, I just feel like with this, uh, with LG Rhythm, he goes on ahead, holds uh, LeBron's son hostage, and then now you have LeBron getting kicked out of the server room and going into the Toons world trying to recruit players for uh, to save his son. So 
Then we have just Bugs Bunny by himself because of the fact that whatever um, LG Rhythm winded up telling the other Toon Squads, hey, look, uh, there's actually a bigger and better world out there aside from what you guys did when you guys were with Michael Jordan. So they wind up going into other realms. And what I mean by other realms, you have the Harry Potter world in this. You have the Matrix world in this. You also have... Um, you also have the Wizard of Oz. You also have Clockwork Orange. You also have other stuff that's part of the WB franchise. So therefore, they don't have to waste their time getting copyright stuff to their own properties because they're all in one cohesive universe and everything. So therefore, they save some money with this. But at the same time, the delivery failed. Then, of course, you see LeBron James in animated format. And then he winds up running into Bugs Bunny and... The world, uh, I mean, I know that they're trying to say that it's a very depressing world since everybody moved out and everything, but it seems very forced with the humor that Bugs is trying to do. But I do like the one shot, though, that Bugs does give to him. He goes, so what brings you in here, Doc? Did you uh, did you run out of teams? That was my, the only good thing that I sat, that I would actually say that's redeemable is that one little punch joke and also to the announcers for the game were probably the two, two best things about the film. To be honest with you, what's that uh, actor that we did a review for for uh, for Bad Trip? Lil Lil Howery. Yeah, that was the only redeemable things about this movie is the uh, sports announcers. That one little line that Bugs made because I did chuckle a little bit because of the fact that Bugs does throw a little bit of shade at LeBron. That was the one. Those are the two things that I really liked about it. Mm -hmm. But go on. Uh, I'm gonna let you go on and take the floor now okay. too. Um. I just want to point out the graphics for that Warner 3000s. It just looks like Fortnite. The graphics looked like Fortnite, yet the Fortnite game looks 10 times better than that trash. Like, I was watching, I'm like, really? Did you just copy Fortnite? Because that's what it looked like. And LeBron James, oh, that is absolute garbage. That is the worst decision you could do. No, LeBron, your worst decision was trying to do this movie. That was your worst decision. But, and then Dominic Jones. That just sounds wrong. That that's that's the, so. If you're wondering, yeah, LeBron's name is named Dom. Surprisingly, there was not that many family jokes. Surprisingly, because I figured Warner Brother would be picking up on that. But then again, they're not too bright on this one, and they're like, every, every, all like they're they're pretty much like when they show the uh, the network of Warner Brothers. Oh, Warner Brothers logo here. Boom, 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 boom. We got a poster of Aquaman in the background. Boom, 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 boom. More Warner, more Warner. We're taking shots at Snyderverse because we can and because. The FU fans, that's what we're doing because we're taking a shot. It's called the serververse. Like, really, Zack Snyder actually got made something that the fans want. We didn't need this piece of trash. 25 years later, it's a little too late. Anyway, um, what in the Matrix Hell? Really, that was a lame line. Um, early on, when you see LeBron wearing a headband, of course he's wearing a headband. He's got a reduced hairline. Of course he's wearing a headband. Um like Don Cheeto, his character digitized. This looks really wonky. We're going to play a little game called basketball. I'm like, really? You're trying to dumb down the audience like we don't know what basketball is? I'm pretty sure eight, if eight-year-olds can play Call of Duty, I'm pretty sure they know what basketball is. Um, if they don't know what basketball is, I'm sure they – if they don't know what basketball is, I don't think they know what Clockwork Orange is. Or, no. But I know – I can tell you that they know who Pennywise is, and they know that they can't watch that film because it's rated R. Same thing with Clockwork Orange. Um, yeah, pretty much. Um, and then when LeBron gets transported, you see the different worlds. There's like Casablanca world, Matrix world, and they even had to throw in the music from the lobby shootout. I knew it because I, I, that's one of the iconic scenes from the Matrix. I'm like, why are you ruining that? Game of Thrones world, and we'll I'll get that in a sec. And then that joke, 
Oh, oh, what? I'm like, LeBron as a tune was very bad. The rest of the Looney Tunes looked a lot better than LeBron. LeBron looks so out of place, and he had to say, oh, I'm shorter than Kevin Hart. Dude, that joke's been old. Why? That, why are you that joke was old since 2010. That's how old that joke is. No, it was annoying. And then in the 20, it was like, we don't see Bugs Bunny till the 24 to 26 minutes into the movie. That The movie's called Space Jam. You're supposed to have the Looney Tunes in it. There's been most of the movie actually wasn't involving the Looney Tunes. It was more there was more um, al- algorithm and Dom than there was the Looney Tunes, and like and then like um, I said earlier on LeBron, I just said he's just a douche. He's just known as a king the whole movie. Yeah, seriously. Um, and then him dabbing, him doing the dab was the was the most like like, like cringeworthy thing, and like him dabbing, like usually when you're dab. Something's something's happening. So in a sense, it's called like from the Chappelle show. It's when keeping it real, like when keeping it real goes wrong. When LeBron dabs, well, then again, the one keep they that the when the movie started, they tried to keep it real. That's when it went bad when it started. So, um, and this movie it was two. It, it felt like two hours. Felt like two and a half. It felt so overly long, and like that. Um, go ahead, John. You want to say something? <laughs> Well, here's another thing, though, too, I want to mention is this, too. Dom actually has a game that isn't your normal, typical basketball game that he makes because he like, he's into video games. So you have that gamer kind of lifestyle that's geared towards a gamer and stuff like that, something that I actually do respect on that level. And, you know, he makes a video game that's based off of style points, and then whenever you make a basket in, you also get points for that, too. So it's like double or triple the points depending on the style points that you have, which will be played out later on in the film whenever they go ahead and start doing the uh, basketball game, though, too, and everything. Even the way that they did the stadium and stuff like that was actually forced because there's no setup for practice or anything like that. It just shows how much LG is, like, OP in this film. And then also, too, there was something else that I wanted to mention as far as the things as things go inside this film is the fact that, and yes, I do have to agree with Ladasia, dapping is so three years ago. Like I said, he's making references, pop culture references, to things that are 15 or or three years uh, older than what needs to be done. He's like the cool adult that's trying to be cool, but he's actually not cool. He's just the lame, um, lame father that he plays in the film, sadly. But um, there's... What, there was actually a point that I was trying to make, but I'm going to go on ahead and let you take the floor while I go on ahead and think about that for a minute. Yeah, you got it. Um, so anyway, like you said, there's like that pine when LeBron meets Bugs because in, in the original Space Jam, Bugs needed Michael Jordan. That's why they had an, an idea to travel to the Earth to find Michael Jordan. LeBron just bumps in the Bugs like, hey, I'm starting a basketball team. I need your help. And it's like, and then, and then, and then of course, Bugs breaks the fourth wall of the original Space Jam. Um, then they, then they, try to do a spoof of space of uh, star trek and they had the iconic star trek music which i didn't think was well oh yeah that this is what i wanted to talk about lebron is like we need to start a super crew we need to like he's trying to form the justice league a uh, uh, basketball team so he puts down this is like if we were going to go ahead and make our own basketball team with superheroes like it's supposed to be relatable but it's actually not relatable he's like okay who do i want to have on my team okay i know who i want to have batman on my team so he puts that on on there. Then he goes on ahead and goes, "Oh, I know another one. Let's put let's go on ahead and put Iron Giant on my team." 
Let's go on ahead and have that. Meanwhile, you have Bugs that's in the background that knows how to put a team together. And it's like, you can see Bugs trying to hide the uh, hide the team, hide Bugs Bonnet and all the other Looney Tunes that was in the first one. So the way LeBron doesn't see what he's doing. So because LeBron, to me, this is actually an indication of LeBron wants to run everything and be centered of the universe that he is and everybody should just worship him. Like Wayne's World, we're not worthy, but no. <laughs> so I'm gonna go. That's what I was trying to think of whenever uh, my mind went blank that one time. So going ahead. <laughs> um, then, then they have to go find the other Looney Tunes in these different worlds, and this is where the movie goes literally off the rails. If you think the movie has gone off the rails already, you probably like I said, I thought the movie went off the rails since the credits started, but that's just me personally. When they went to the worlds, is when they went. We were like when they went into like like an animated world or that, and you see Bugs Bunny's bat as Batman and LeBron James as Robin. And I thought it was fitting because, because LeBron's always been number two. He's been shit. Cause Robin. Yeah. So anyway, he's that. And then Daffy duck is Superman or super duck. That was really lame. And then you see Superman and them show up, but well, with that though, that's actually a reference to those happy meals that I used to get back in the nineties oh, exactly. and everything, because I used to have the super bugs, uh, gotcha. thing and then the in the Batman Daffy Duck or whatever I think okay. it was one of those whatever but I remember having that as Happy Meals that was actually a nice little throwback for me to oh, actually okay. but yeah I just remember having those as a matter of fact I still have some of those somewhere but yeah that's just a reference to that um so that was animated and I was like it was not great looking but it wasn't super bad don't worry it gets worse then we go to Mad Max World and, hey, kitties, do you know what Mad Max is? Well, you shouldn't, because that is a hard R rated that. And they go back to Mad Max Fury Road. And the sequence they show you looked like is actually from the movie. Then they just implement it like, okay, we're going to do the real scene, but we'll just put animated in it. It's like, what? Did you seriously not learn your lesson from Tom and Jerry? That piece of shit of a movie, which is one of is this, like, liberal, like Space Jam and Tom and Jerry right now, once I get the end of the review, are going to be like my tide. For worst movie of the year at one out of ten. That's that. That's how generous I was for these movies to give it ones. And but the, it was like it felt out of place. If there was like explosions, somebody was chained up. It was an anime that was chained up, and it's Wiley e. Coyote in the Road Runner or in Mad Max World. I'm like, did they get approval from George? Like from a from a uh, the creator of Matt, George Miller? Well, yeah, did they give yeah. permission to do this? Because this is not appropriate for kids. This is not the Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, um, that is exactly that with Daisy. That is too hardcore, and or Ladasha. Sorry, but yeah, it's too hardcore. And yet they're showing that the Looney Tunes in this world. It didn't. It just. It did. It didn't work. It didn't make sense. It just looked wonky. And of course, LeBron and Bugs. They looked like CGI versions of that. And LeBron looks normal in that. And I'm like, what? Whoever did the animation for this needs to get fired. They need to get fired, and then and then they don't deserve to get picked up from another studio because it, it didn't it didn't fit. It did, it didn't make sense because I don't want your ki kids to ask you, "Hey, um, what is this? This is Mad Max. Can I watch this?" No. And for the critics that gave like like I said, this one on RogerEver.com gave this a three out of four, and she's a mom blogger and she's written like did a lot of reviews. I don't think she's credited for this. Like she should be like. She should be doing, like, be eligible to do these types of reviews. Say, this is great kids' movie and stuff. Really? Really? 
the thing, and I said the quality for Roger Ebert's gone down for years now, but geez, um, like Mad Max, like you don't want to explain your kids Mad Max because the story that is not kid friendly. It's, it's not- definitely not, especially if you uh, go ahead and watch our review for Mad Max, the one that I did with uh, the movie critic from JoeBlow.com, the, and Me. under the yeah with James Osner. You can tell that movie in its context is not a kid's movie. It's not kids friendly. But going back, I'm going to piggyback off of what you said, though, as far as the animation goes uh, for that. It's bulky. It's really, really bad animation mixed in with live action. And it just doesn't go together. It's like trying to mix Cool World in. That You remember that. Uh, if you guys don't know what Cool World is, it was basically this anim- cool idea to actually have Brad Pitt in a animated kind of world where he gets zapped into this animated kind of world and of this uh, comic book that this one creator is trying to make. And those the animation style at that time looked pretty good and everything during that time, but now re-watching it, it's not that great. But that's what it looks like to me. If you're actually going to have to reference something, it kind of reminds me of Cool World because of how bulky the live-action... Uh, anime uh, mixed in with the live action uh, with the animation with the live action it just doesn't work for me it's just just something about it that looks odd and looks kind of off yes i get the fact that this is a kids movie and it's not geared towards adults in, in the 30s or even early 20s or anything like that either but still you're trying to gear this movie up towards the kids and you can't sell something on a radar type of film uh, and everything either where you actually have other properties of the Warner brothers studios and you're trying to incorporate those into a PG 13 realm. It just doesn't work. And you're also trying to do a misidentity pretty much. Like I said, at the very beginning, this is a misidentity of what they're trying to go for. They don't know their target audience. So therefore they want to cram all the Warner brothers properties, either to cover up the mess that they have or to try and get the adults to go ahead and look around and to be distracted while the kids are being entertained by LeBron and his son be facing off in a basketball game. Um, yeah. If you thought the Mad Max one was cringeworthy, that this next scene that they have to go find some people made me yell, "What the f!" Like out loud when I was watching this movie. I could not believe they did it. We go to Austin Powers World. You know the Austin Powers movies, like the the, the sexual innuendos. It's PG thirteen, but it's definitely not for kids. I love the Austin Powers movies. They trashed this sequence by doing this next thing, and I and I'm and I'm, I'm gonna. It was um. They're introducing Mini Me. Y'all know Mini Me, Vern uh, Vern Troyer as the uh, that. So anyway, get take a. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the audience this real quick to see whoever's in the wild chat. Take a wild guess who they have as a what Looney Tune character they have as Mr. Bigglesworth and Mini Me. I'll give you guys a few seconds to put in the chat. Take a wild guess for this, just to get you guys guessing before I reveal the answer. Okay, no, it's fine. Um, I'll tell you. It's, it's pretty much Fudd. the reaction that we had. Well, yeah, it's Elmer Fudd. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a cool man. I was the one who was interrupting, but oh. I was just like, no, well, this reminds me of. <laughs> This reminds me of the time that we saw the movie and everything, and we saw crickets when we saw that whole entire thing where it's an Elmer, Elmer Fudd was in that scene. So, yeah, going ahead. I yelled, "What the fuck!" I literally yelled that once I saw that sequence. I was like, "What?" I was like, just taking it back, like really. And all right, I'm I'm not gonna say it this time. So, if you guys want to answer in the chat, um, oh, I said, 
Guess who they has is Mr. Bigglesworth. Crickets. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Sylvester. Sylvester the cat was Mr. Bigglesworth. And OMG, that did not look right at all. It looks so bad. And, and it's, it's irony because Mr. Bigglesworth didn't survive after the first Austin Powers movie. Come on, Warner Brothers. This is your own movie. He wasn't even in the second one. Hello? Note serious face. Like, seriously? Like, like what? And like, you're ruining... The Elmer Fudd one looks so wonky, slow, so bad. It's been a long time since I yelled, what the fuck, while watching a movie in, in a bad way. And I watched that. I was like, you got it. I was like, oh my god. You're, what are you trying to do? You're trying to ruin these iconic movies for me? Luckily, they can't because I can actually be entertained by that. This one, I can't be entertained for about like that. But yeah, I literally yelled that because I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Elmer Fudd, it looked like you looked like somebody took a shit and put a baby in it. That's literally what it was. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry I warned you. I was going to be cursing on this because I had to because this movie was like literally all over the place. And then, but yeah. That was what they had for the Austin Power sequence. Um, yeah, Sylvester the Cat. Yeah, yeah, it looked so bad. It didn't even. It didn't even add up. It ruined. The, it ruined the scene. They're trying to ruin these iconic moments for not just us, but fans of these movies of Warner Brothers. What they're doing? I'm like, what are they doing? The Casablanca one wasn't that great. It wasn't great either. It was pretty bad. But what do you take that one, John? Yeah. What kid is going to say, oh, mom, that's a scene from Casablanca. I love that classic movie. No kid is going to know what Casablanca is. Unless you actually raise them right on classic, Turner Classic Movies or somewhere along those lines where you're just like, hey, son, come over here. I want to show you a classic film like Casablanca. No one's going to know what Casablanca is. That's the thing, you know? So why would they go ahead and put Casablanca in there? Now that now the Wizard of Oz one made sense because kids know what Wizard of Oz is because of Wicked, because of those things. This does not absolutely make any sense at all. You know, because Casablanca is a classic film uh, and stuff like that. And it's a black and white film and everything too. And it's iconic, but no kid is going to, at age six or seven years old, is going to know what Casablanca is. My girlfriend's That's kid good. don't even know what Casablanca is. Not even this generation is even going to know what Casablanca is. I've never seen Casablanca, but I know what it is. It's very iconic. Um, yeah, I haven't. I personally haven't seen it. With um, Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. It's basically. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, but yeah, I'm not, ta- I'm not, we're not kidding Tacky Chan. Like, literally, what? Yeah. Ca- no kid's going to wonder what Casablanca is. And they did Casablanca. I'm like, if you did Wizard Osway, yeah, sure. But I don't think they even did Wizard. They just mentioned it. Oh, Wizard of Oz World's here. Um, the only sequence that I liked is only five seconds was when LeBron's crossing off people because he can't get a super team, which is, I was like, haha, bitch. Um, he, uh, he, you, you see Tasmanian Devil get chucked in to the spaceship, and then you see Rick and Morty again. Not for kids. Rick and Morty's not for kids, especially if you've seen this show and how like cynical and how crazy Rick Sanchez is. Rick Sanchez is like a, a crazy guy. He's done so much inappropriate stuff, so much really, really bad stuff. And you get Rick and Morty in this movie for five seconds. 
I love the lines like, ha ha, like we, we, we tried everything we could, but he's your problem now, dum-dums. Ha, see you later. Yeah, see you guys. Like that was the best five seconds of this whole movie was when Rick and Morty showed up and they were just pretty much laughing at LeBron and all of them. But again, Rick and Morty's not for kids. It's got so much mature content in Rick and Morty, yet kids are going to like, who's that? You could you could tell them, oh, it's Back to the Future, but then the kids are gonna want to wait. Why isn't why isn't it Back to the Future animated? You're just asking, you're just barking up a whole like your body's cashing check, like your face is cashing checks that your body can't cash. Seriously, you're asking, you're barking up the wrong tree here, Warner Brothers. And yeah, and it was this like this that was the only good five seconds, and that was the only thing that looked good this whole movie in terms of animation. Rick and Morty, that was it. Yeah, the Rick and Morty thing definitely made me laugh, taking shots at him. And then it goes back to LG uh, rhythm, um, algorithm rhythm. And basically, he's trying to talk some sense into the kid and everything, trying to find some type of bonding level with LeBron's son, Dom. And he's like, well, you know, if I was your ki- if I was your son and everything, I would definitely be uh, happy for you and everything. I would definitely support you if you were my son. You did a great job. You're only 12 years old, and you designed this video game. And then he has this other little what's what's his little sidekick name? I keep on forgetting. Was it Pete? Yeah, it was Pete. So he winds up telling Pete in code that they're gonna steal his game, steal the uh, code to the game and everything. And also too, they're trying to make LeBron's son Dom really OP when it comes down to his avatar being the next big thing and everything too. Because now he can actually overpower um, LeBron in a basketball game now. Because now he he's now an avatar for that game. And he has all the powers that that game has. So you have that. And then, of course, um, LG uh, tries to go on ahead and be like a Steve Jobs with the whole entire turtleneck sweater, with the glasses and everything. And it just doesn't work. It, if that joke – here's the thing. If Steve Jobs was still around – and he was still designing stuff, that joke might have landed. But Steve Jobs is no longer the head poncho of Apple. He's no longer the face of Apple anymore. So that joke just does not stick at all either. So therefore, for me, that's another thing that um, that I feel like it misses landing as far as that joke goes. And then, of course, once you get the Toon Squad and everything in there, you see, with Michael Jordan with Space Jam 1, he had time to actually practice with his team and stuff like that and get him on an even even kill. With this one, LG um, winds up messing with the time clock on how many minutes he has until um, LeBron can actually make his team and start practicing with his team. And before you know it, it's like, okay, it's now time to start your team that you only knew for about 10 minutes of this whole entire deal. And that's whenever we get the whole entire stadium. That's where we have everybody just coming in, doing the live stream, coming in from different uh, parts of different universe. And even on Earth, though, too, we have them coming in. And there is a little Easter egg to the very first Space Jam. You actually have one of the little slugs from the Monstars inside this film, which was a nice little tip. But did we really need to have it? Not really. But still... You had that little tidbit in there, and then you, of course, you have the, like the two announcers that's in there, and that's it. Go on ahead. Yeah, um, some other worlds that definitely looked bad. The Game of Thrones one was bad. You had Rooster Cogburn, the the rooster on a dragon, 
animated tune on a real good looking dragon. That made that whole scene unbelievable. That whole sequence unbelievable. Like seriously, it doesn't look right. And like, and then like, oh, Game of Thrones, Daddy, what's that dragon? That's from Game of Thrones. What's Game of Thrones? You're in, you're in no win territory right there. Game of Thrones is mature. I haven't finished the show, but I've seen a good majority of it, and no, there's so much bad stuff for kids in this. Like, sex scenes, practically every scene. There's incest. There's dragons. There's killing. There's zombies. There's beheadings. People die at a red wedding. They get betrayed at a wedding. Well, yeah, and just I could go on. This is bad. This is not for kids. This is HBO, like Sopranos style, like cursing like crazy. So much like bad stuff. It's violent, medieval, like all that good stuff. Exactly. Not for kids at all. And yet you have an iconic rooster on a dragon. What the WTF? Seriously. What, What were you trying to do with this? And then again, that was bad. And I mentioned it before the Matrix sequence. The only thing that cool was the opening coating of the green, but that whole sequence was terrible. Like the cops that pretty much they just wanted to like they, the Warner Brothers had no faith in this movie, and they wanted to like, hey, let's get people interested. And obviously, I mean, look, I mean, I gotta mention it. Yeah, it beat it beat Black Widow this week and making thirty one point seven million dollars. That's you should call that a win if you. It depends on where you want to call that a win. I don't when you have a bid budget of 150 million. That's probably not including marketing because they've been marketing the heck out of this. It's at least 200 million. Do I think it's gonna make uh, like it's gonna get to 300 million? Me being the me being seeing this movie, I'm like, yeah, pretty much. It is a vanity project. Do I think it's gonna make 300 million? No, I don't, and I hope it doesn't because they don't need to keep rewarding this. Uh, rewarding this. Nobody and, should be rewarding this. Right. Another thing I want to mention is this, though. Yes, it has references to other properties. That You have the mask in there. You have it. You have... Um, Shark Tail. Uh, Shark Tail in this. I think there's even a reference to Jaws at some point in this as well. I'm not 100% sure on that. Don't quote me on that. But there's so much stuff in here that's like nostalgia factor. And don't get me wrong. I like nostalgia, but I don't like nostalgia for the sake of nostalgia. I like it if it's actually going to uh, move the plot plot along and stuff like that. And not only that, but you don't even have Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise in this. This is like great value Pennywise. This is like a Pennywise that you get out of a costume shop, out of Halloween shop, out of a Halloween shop, and then put your put it on and be a cosplay, and there you go. Now you're in Space Jam. That's what it looks like to me. None of this, none of the costumes actually feels like authentic at all even whenever you look at the game of thrones uh ice king that's in this as well he's he looked it looks plastic it looks yeah. cheap it's so money. That's what they're trying to do yeah they, yeah no 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 no. you're good and then also too then you also have lebron's family that just winds up zapping in there but just because of the fact we'll turn the live stream lg goes on ahead zaps them into the world and then that's how all the uh, normal people actually come in but there's a catch though now if LeBron loses the basketball game, they're all going to be trapped into the server verse. And then the tunes are going to be deleted out of the server. So there's that dangerous uh, segment of it. <laughs> and then we find out finding out that this is not your typical basketball game. This is actually part of Dom's 
basketball uh, basketball world where you have the style points and stuff like that. And this is actually a, the point where Looney Tunes can actually be looning at this and everything for a change instead of having to play a regular basketball game and be themselves rather than go ahead and uh, hold some restrictions against themselves because yeah. of who they are. But LeBron is all about himself in this, if you look at it, <laughs> because he's like, come on, guys, we got to pull together. We got to do this. And the tunes are just getting slaughtered. There's no momentum. There's nothing of it to encourage them at all. And even the part where we think that we might actually have a cameo by Michael Jordan, Sylvester comes out during the whole entire thing. He goes, guess what, guys? I was in the stands. I was looking around, and I finally found him. And then they do the whole entire announcement, and then here we go. We think we're going to get Michael Jordan. It's not. It's Michael B. Jordan. And he's eating popcorn. <laughs> so, yeah. And then I also want to talk about the announcers and stuff like that on some of the jokes that they did, but I'm going to let you go ahead and talk. Right. I didn't think that was funny at all. Michael B. Jordan. And like some people are like, the, uh, the audience may not probably crack people like, oh, snap. Like they probably enjoyed it. I'm like, sure. If you like that, if you want to, if you're on drugs, sure, you'll probably enjoy this a lot better than I did. But I mean, Don Cheadle, dude, Warner did you dirty. You need to stay in the MCU. Seriously. Like, I mean, or do something else because they did you dirty at this. But going back to the whole, the, the whole Matrix thing, I just, I, I, I just had a huge gripe when I saw that clip, like before they released it. I was pissed. I'm like, really? You're ruining iconic movies for me, like iconic moments for movies, but putting the Looney Tunes in it, and it doesn't even work. And and also when LeBron tripped and fell, like like I said, like a little bitch through the glass, he comes up and guess what is in his holsters, kids? Yeah, you guessed it. The the guns Neo used in the movie, the guns were in, like the guns are in his holster. You can see them. That is not kids, like. If you think that scene was all great for kids, you probably never even heard of The Matrix, which is one of the iconic movies. One of the top, like top um, AFI is uh, got inducted into AFI's top 100 movies like years ago because that movie's so iconic. It changed sci-fi. It it it's revolutionized the whole idea. And the movie is a, a cult, is a classic. It it's it, it helped continue the career of. Your like famous Keanu Reeves, because Will Smith was supposed to be in this movie, but luckily he chose to do Wild, Wild Wild West, and I think we got a better movie for it with Keanu Reeves as Neo. I mean, if Keanu had not been in the Matrix, I don't think it was going to be as good because, and like Keanu would not be like, so iconic, like one of those A-lister guys, and it's just so down to earth. You, you and you have La Bitch, have him I I portray Neo. Come on, like I was like that was that was that's what pisses me off. Like you really don't give a crap that you have a new Matrix movie. Like yeah, we get it. You're you got the Matrix. You own that. Maybe start promoting the new one, which comes out on December twenty second, which has got people hyped for it. I am personally hyped for it because I love the Matrix, and you got the 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 fame the, the the characters I loved from the 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 trilogy, and you brought you're bringing them back for the fourth one. That. You're like, what are you trying to do? You're trying to ruin my hype for it? Because nice try, Warner Brothers. I can do my own hype. You can't even do jack shit right now. So anyway, like, yeah, you ruined that. And then, like, the whole I port about, like, 
Um, I mean, I did like, I mean, I didn't care for that. They have low, of course, low bunnies and Wonder Woman. I mean, I mean, come on. And we kind of had a feeling that was going to happen. Yeah, basically with Lola trying out for Wonder Woman is just basically Lola's just trying to find her place and be accepted into a new world. And basically she does wind up becoming like an Amazonian and everything because she saved Bugs and LeBron. So therefore she's now worthy of being an Amazonian because of it. And then also too, we also have a rap battle between Porky Pig and uh LG, that's what I'm gonna call him. I'm just gonna call him LG. I don't care. Um, I don't give a shit. It's fine. Do whatever you want to do. It's all good. <laughs> hey, that's what Warner Brothers said. So why not? <laughs> God, that's just lazy writing, <laughs> right? But Porgy Pig becomes notorious PIG and everything, and does a rap battle with LG and the other, and it's called the Goon Squad. So try and make a reference to the very first uh, first Space Jam with uh, Rock Stars. All rock, yeah, rock stars, I think, but still, it just falls flat. No one's gonna know who the notorious BIG is unless you have a unless you raise your kid on hip hop and stuff like that and understand the hip hop culture of old school hip hop in the 90s with Tupac and stuff like that. No one's gonna understand what the notorious PIG is or BIG mm -hmm. for that matter. And then, of course, after that winds up happening too, there's something else that I want to mention is the fact that you're not having you what dom does is he takes the normal players that he made and then turns them into an avatar of a shape of a snake a spider and also mixes uh water mixes um fire with water which doesn't even go together in the first place because they're opposites of each other so that's contradictory to to it yeah. and everything it just doesn't make sense i understand from a kid's point perspective and everything because you're not thinking clearly as a kid when you're coming up with different characteristics for no. a certain video game, but still it's yeah. Yeah. Um, I can fill you in. Sorry. You want to continue? I was going to fill you in why he was water and fire. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, go on ahead. It's Clay Thompson and he's one of the splash brothers with, and for golden state, him and Steph Curry, cause they nail threes like all the time. Um, Clay's been injured a lot, but he he's known for so he's known as the Splash Brothers. So I guess when he keeps making so many threes, he's fire. Again, this is the Reader's Digest version of trying to digest a piece of shit of a movie. I tried, <laughs> but you know what though? The I know I said the announcers were the best thing. I still liked it when uh, the dude that we did the review of uh, Bad Trip. I like it whenever he was on on there. He goes, "Man, I'm going to tell you this. I was sitting down." And I was getting ready to watch this game. And all of a sudden now I'm over here and I'm talking to you. I just can't believe I'm here right now. This is just unbelievable. And then he starts talking about LeBron. He goes, man, we're going to be okay. We got King James here. We're going to win this game. And then all of a sudden they see the whole entire deal where it's not your average typical basketball game because of the style points. He goes, nope, we're screwed. And that's pretty much the thing that I laughed at and everything was because of the fact that they were relying on this one person to turn this whole entire thing around. And then it's totally opposite of what they think it's going to be. And that's exactly what happens when you go from team to team, being a one man army and everything and doing it that way on your own without the te your team's help. But I like the announcers. I thought the announcers were really good. What about you? What did you think about the announcers though? 
Um, I was too distracted by the shitty movie. I, I, I didn't really, I mean, the announcers were okay. They didn't piss me off. Um, but the constant reference to King James, oh, we're, we're, we're fine yeah. with him. Like that, um, I do want to mention earlier on, like there's been, like, like as I mentioned, there's too much Dom and algorithm. I did like the one line algorithm says talking like, like, like Dom's son is like, Oh, my, my dad's like, going to be, it's going to be the goat. And then he said, and then algorithm was like, yeah, the jury's still out on that one. I'm like, Thank you. Thank you. Stop sucking LeBron's dick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Enough with this guy. He flops like crazy. He keeps getting all these calls. Everybody wants that. That I'm like, dude, the guy can't even act. Sure, Michael Jordan can't act either. But, dude, I would rather have Shaq than, any of these, uh, uh, than LeBron. Yeah, I said it. I'd rather have Shaq. Because Shaq can't act. Right. But he would probably make this movie so much better. And here's the thing. I want to make a, I want, I just want to talk about this real quick. Michael Jordan is not the best actor. He's not, he's, he, he's a flatlined actor. I'll even say that. I loved him because of my childhood and everything else. Whenever he comes down the very first space jam movie and stuff like that, but he is not the greatest actor or anything like that either, but he did what he could do with what he had. But here's the thing. And the very first beginning of the intro, you actually have his passion for basketball and his love for his dad. And his dad is encouraging him to keep going rather than a coach yelling at him for doing something. And then you actually have that opening shot of Michael dribbling the ball and then trying to do a slam dunk. And then we have uh, the Welcome to the Space Jam theme song. That's to get you hyped up for the movie and to make you excited to watch a basketball type of film with your family and everything as a family-friendly film. And with that, you don't get this with that. You don't get that whole entire thing of feeling passionate. Not only that, but Michael Jordan was also cut from his team at an early age to where he wanted to keep going and everything. And then you also have that passion, that drive, and that move in the very first setup of the very first film to where you can care about Michael Jordan and everything. And <laughs> Taki Chan, you said what you said. Uh, then you said... At least the movie was good enough, though. MJ wasn't the nope. He wasn't the best actor, like I said. But the way that they set it up in the very first thing, you made us care about Michael Jordan. You cared about this journey that you're going to go on with Michael Jordan, and you're and you care about uh, the Toon Squad and everything too, because of the fact that they're endangered with these monsters, and you're not sure what's going to happen with them. So therefore, they have to elect Michael Jordan to come in and play with them, and you have that uh, sensibility of a threat on the field with this one you don't really feel a threat at all you just feel like that all these people came together he's hunting the squad to try and save his son from being in, trapped inside the server verse and that's it that's all you have um i'm gonna say the same thing to be honest with you i have a feeling space jam is a zero out of five for you guys i'm gonna say oh and five <laughs> as well <laughs> I mean, I I can't. I always got to give something to something. But like, I think my lowest review was a half a point out of like ten. Well, if we were going off of style points, <laughs> off of this, let's do like a style points kind of thing. Like we were doing like a like we were playing Dom's game. Style points. No. <laughs> like yeah. I mean, like, I mean, Tappy Chan, what do you mean by you said what you said? Was it because I said Shaq is a better actor? No, I think it was the thing where you were sucking someone's. Uh... Oh, yeah. 
I yeah. warned you I was going to be dropping like this is a PG review, but I'm going to drop because I'm furious that this movie happened. And I have every right because I'm pissed because they made this and yet people are celebrating. It's like the great given the 10 out of 10s like this is the best right. masterpiece and this isn't. Well, another thing, too, is I've been in some other groups and stuff like that. They're like, well, what did you guys expect out of this? It's not the Space Jam 1 wasn't the best film. No, but I was expecting something on the level of where we could care about what LeBron is doing and give the motivation behind what he's doing to make us care about it. Like we did with Michael Jordan's uh, Space Jam. I wasn't expecting a masterpiece. I wasn't expecting a Oscar winning performance or anything, but I wanted to go in this with an open mind and being entertained and wanted to be excited. But all I got was distracted by the other cameos from other Warner Brother projects of this giant mess of a film. And it just becomes a one sh and is just because of one trick pony show and everything to the point where I can't enjoy it. And uh, I have to agree with Taki Chan. Only sheep will give it a 10 out of 10. Uh, yeah. Warner Brothers paid them. And that's another thing, too. I don't know if you guys were here at the very beginning, but LeBron, the only reason why LeBron was even uh, near Los Angeles and wanted to be traded to the Lakers so he could be a producer for uh, this movie so that way he could have his thumbprints on this film. And that's why he moved over to the Los Angeles Lakers. That's the only reason why he wanted to be traded there. And that was it. And a super team. Yep. And a super team that's not made out of Batman or anything like that. But... Nope. Oh yeah, and also too, Space Ghost is in this movie too. Okay. I saw. I mentioned. I just want to mention that for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> going ahead, <laughs> some earlier stuff. Like I said, this is a ripoff of Ready Player One. Ready Player One. They had these characters, but it mattered to the story. It fit with the story. This there's no point for this because of course you needed a crowd. But yeah, but I mean other stuff too. When the the tunes were practicing, that wasn't really practice. And the granny makes a donkey goes game blouses. Like, really? Are you quoting Chappelle show? Because that is absolutely not a kid's kid's thing either. You quoted Chappelle show. Come on. Um, I said there's, there's there, I mentioned there's too much focus on Dom and algorithm. God, that's lazy writing. Um, um, yeah, um, like, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't personally a huge fan of Space Jam 1, but I can appreciate what it did. It actually did stuff that it got, brought the Looney Tunes out in there. I mean, Michael Jordan only needed Wayne Knight and Bill Murray to win. You didn't. LeBron didn't. Like, I mean, LeBron needed a super, needed a Batman, a Superman. What a wuss. Um, I said um, the. Uh, I didn't even think the upgraded visuals were that great looking. You know, this looked wonky, looked out of place. Um, the crowd. I saw Scooby Doo, a lot of Hanna Barbera characters, which are kid related. That's fine, but you had the Gremlins in there. You got Kong, Iron Giant. All of it just looked all over the place. Um, um, and it, it kind of looked, I mean, the, yeah, the commentators there were, there great, but I think this, the way they're put into the world and how they're commentating, it looked kind of weird in terms of the, the whole scheme of what the, like the, the game world looked like. It just didn't that, um, LeBron, LeBron arguing with a, a, a cartoon character. Oh, I hope you give me a tech. Really? Like LeBron really had to say that, like, come on. Um, and then. The, you had Pennywise, we mentioned that. We had White Walkers, they're definitely not for kids. You had Clockwork Orange people, Matrix characters. You, um, I think they had like characters from the, sh the movie The Nun, which is not the Hiller movie, but another iconic movie or whatever. From the Conjuring franchise, yeah. No, it was actually another movie called The Nuns. That wasn't The Conjuring, but I think oh, there was okay. Conjuring Nuns, but it was another nun movie called The Nuns. 
which was like, like I forgot what year it is, but I heard that's definitely not for kids. Um, there could be both versions of the nuns in there. I wasn't hundred percent sure, but I remember they, a lot of the reviews kept focusing in on this group called the nuns, which was another movie. Um, I forgot what year it came out, but they're probably both. I mean, heck they say they, I mean, we're going to put everybody in this, in this, in the background clockwork orange, definitely not for kids. And then, some of the game elements of it, like when he had um, Damian Lillard after he zoomed past and dunked. Oh, we're we're uh, back to the bucket. Really, really, it was really just cringeworthy. Um, again, I, the rap battle was cr- cringeworthy. That yeah, that was really bad. Oh, that's all, folks, and drops the mic. Um, before I go on, John, is there anything else you want to mention? <laughs> There's also a scene where LeBron is basically telling L, telling his son that LG is bad and that if they're if they lose, that the tunes are going to be deleted and they're going to be stuck in it. LG's covering uh, Dom's ears. He wants to say, "How dare you say that?" and everything. I would never say anything like that. And then walks off. And then of course you wind up finding how much of a douche that uh, he actually is. And then of course that's when you wind up. Seeing him, uh, seeing Dom get treated like crap, and then that's when he gets traded back over to, um, he winds up getting back traded over to the Toon Squad. And matter of fact, there's also a scene with Wiley Coyote, where now they're acting like Looney Tunes, and basically he gets zapped into the uh, clone ball machine, and base and basically next thing you know, you see a bunch of Wiley Coyotes going into the net, scoring a dozen points, so the way they can catch up because it's like one thousand and something points to like sixty points. Okay, I'm gonna let you go now. It about that. I mean, that was okay. I mean, it was all about style points, but I find it was like them being loony was that, and LeBron I'm like, yeah, I'm part of it too. No, dude, you're just a you're just a poser. Like seriously, you're a poser in this world. Um, the like like the whole grainy sequence, like she's the one I yelled boo at the that. Um, and guess what? A PG movie. The F word was in this. The F word got bleeped out. You hear like 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 Ali algorithms like what the fuck is going on? And then you hear it bleeped. I'm like, you're not even supposed to say the F word in a PG movie. Like early on in the like the 30s and the, that. Yeah, there's there you can say that, but dropping the F bomb in this, and then the worst part is was when algorithm quoted the iconic line from from Training Day. King Connie got shit on me and like and all that stuff i'm like and then king kong got up and kind of i looked like he left but that is a hard r movie and yet you're gonna give don Cheetah to quote denzel in a pg movie come on you're really that desperate and like seriously i would have preferred you to drop the mother effort line in this too seriously might have made this movie a lot more entertaining and make and maybe maybe made the rating better but I was like, come on. Like, when I heard him drop that line, I was like, what? Like, it's, it's, you're just, you're just making me hate this more. And the movies are supposed to be enjoyable, not like a huge bashing sesh, but this movie deserved to. It's asking for it. It's begging for it. It's begging me to, like, completely take a crap on it and throw it back in Warner Brothers' face. That's what this is. And the quote for the, about, like, a sheep like in this movie. I mean, the quote is Jean-Claude Van Damme in The Expendables too. What are you, man or sheep? Man probably doesn't like this movie. Sheep like this movie. Like, I mean, I'm probably getting the quote out of the context. It was just like this, like, like Jean-Claude Van Damme egging Stallone to beat the shit out of him. And honestly, that's what this movie's asking me to do, to beat the shit out of it. 
I mean, it's not a phys it's not a physical thing I can, but yeah. Um, and the other thing too is when Algorithm's like, you know what? I'm I'm jumping in there when he comes into the the big tune. He looked a really bad. He looked like bad Wesley Snipes, like prison prison Wesley Snipes. I'm like, dude, seriously. You 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 you're like you're talking shit this whole movie, and yet you, you look you look like the worst guy. LeBron looked better. Yeah, pretty much. Blind blind people enjoy this more. <laughs> I'm sorry. But yeah, overall, this movie ends on a, it ends on a good note, but also too doesn't do anything for me. But the way it ends is, of course, they wind up winning. LeBron, uh, yeah. <laughs> Which, if you watch the trailer, it gets spoiled anyway, so therefore, we're not actually spoiling anything for you if you did, saw the second trailer to this. And then, of course, you know, they go. everybody gets zapped back into their normal uh, universe and everything. Bugs Bunny looks like he's glitching, getting ready to die. And then, of course, he goes up into the sky. And then, after that, you wind up... Uh, and I called it. Remember when I told you, Charlie? I said that basically... It's going to be about LeBron learning from his mistakes, about trying to accept his son with the, uh, for his passions, which is going to an E3 yeah. uh, gaming expo versus him going to a basketball camp mm -hmm. and embracing his son's passions. And that's exactly how it ends. It ends with him going to E23 or E3 Where? and and going to that expo and... Then, of course, you know, for some odd reason, his son doesn't want to let go of the basketball. He said, well, I might need to keep this and everything. So his son goes into that. And then, of course, it ends with uh, LeBron and Bugs Bunny because Bugs Bunny didn't actually die. He said, well, you know, I said before that tunes don't die and everything. So, therefore, it's now Bugs uh, saying so. Can I can I sleep in your can I sleep in the can I crash at your house for a couple of days? So the way everybody will think I'm still dead. And then he's like, sure, okay, so bunk beds, yeah. And then he goes, okay, I'm gonna have to tell everybody that um that that they can stay over. I'm like, wait, you just said can you stay for a couple of days? And then now you're saying that you're gonna go ahead and tell everybody that you're staying there. So that is contradictory when it comes down to the writing style. Yeah. Um some other bad stuff is the when when Don algorithm is dunking on LeBron and like, Ooh, yeah, he's got poster eyes. And then, and then of course the get the, the thing that stops the game is, and helps them win by cheating. They got to do LeBron's iconic step back, like double cut shoot. Cause that's what, that's what broke Dom's game to begin with. It was LeBron's cheat move. And, and I'm like, I'm surprised he didn't have the push off, the push off move, the iconic Dwayne Wade or, Everybody else moved. Oh, I'm gonna brush up on you, and then I'm gonna shoot the basket so I can get the foul. Cause yeah, that's right. I'm the refs. I'm the refs, bitch. No, and yeah, and of course LeBron's move is the one that stops. It helps them win because of course you gotta do that. You gotta you gotta be that. I mean, it's just like, and then and then of course Don Cheadle's turn into a poster. Literally posterized. What are you guys ten? Like seriously, a monkey can do your job. Like. Like um, monkey monkeys can write Shakespeare. Monkeys can do your job. Okay, so um, but that being said, I think that we're gonna go ahead and do our rankings, which is gonna. I said zero out of five, but I'm just gonna go with a solid one. What about you? 
Um, I'm doing out of ten. I gave this. I'm doing one out of five. Oh, um, try to figure out what to equal a ten percent out of five. Um, because then my in my personal rankings, I'm doing a one out of ten because it's tied with Tom and Jerry as tied for the worst movie of 2021. I might have my first ever tie. Um, let me let me get a calculator real quick. I gotta do this real quick. Okay. Um, so. Basically, guys, if you have any more questions for us or anything like that inside the live chat while Charlie does that, the, let, it, let us know. I mean, if you have any questions as to any more about this movie, if you even though we spoiled all of it for you, if you have any questions that any doubts or anything like that, comment. But <laughs> the good note equals it's finally over. I said, yeah, um, that's actually the good note. To equal, yeah, okay. So to equal a one out of ten, which is like a ten percent or that, and I have to give it I have to give it a point five out of five. Like I can't even give it a full point. Like the average that I mean this this the, the, the this movie's gonna be tied with Tom and Jerry because Tom and Jerry was this bad with bad acting all around and the animation that this one like I like it was like oh was this gonna be in second place? No, this is tied with it. I don't like and then a close second behind all of this is outside the wire. It's pretty yeah. sad when outside the wire is a lot is higher by half a point than this. Like, yeah, exactly. The good note equals it's finally over. Man, yeah. this felt like two and a half hours. It felt so. It really did. Best. And some people are like, "Well, this is a ninety minute." No, dude, this is not no. a ninety minute movie. This is two close hours. to a two hour long movie. And I even said this to Charlie before we started. I said, at least with Space Jam one. It was only an hour and 30 or an hour and 40 minutes, which is actually perfect for someone that has kids because our attention span is like an attention span of a goldfish when you look at uh, kids' attention spans. With doing it an hour and 55 minutes, that's too long of a film. Um, I do want to say this. Like, if you're going to see this in theaters, don't. Please don't. Like, I saw (laughs) most, like, uh, when I was went to see Black Widow today, um, I saw a lot of people were going to Space Jam, and I'm like, Watch it from home if you have HBO Max. Please do not spend money. Like I've seen, like I'm like, like save your money. Like if you really love this and you love your kids, fine, do it. But make that. But like, but at the end, like, but when you're done, like, um, I'm surprised. This is like before that. I was surprised Warner Brothers hasn't didn't put any Suicide Squad people in this because they performed all the other motions. Maybe they actually have faith in that movie. What they have faith in a movie? Oh heck yeah. I mean, like the early reactions for this are making it makes the Suicide Squad look like an Oscar movie compared to this one. And the Suicide Squad looks awesome. And the crit- people are loving the movie. They said it's so good. They can't shoot. They can't. They have a hard time figuring out who their favorite character is. It's all over the board of who their favorite characters are, which means it's a good thing because obviously the people are actually loving what they do and they have a better director to do with this. I mean, I, I was really shocked they didn't have any Suicide Squad people in this one, even promoting everything else. No, but, but we do have the classic Batman from, like, the 1960s with Adam West in it. We yeah, have the old-school Batman uh, yeah. Batman and Robin and yeah. Catwoman and stuff like that, but we know no members of the Suicide Squad, which actually is surprising. Yeah, I mean, they're promoting, yeah, they were promoting yourself. I figured you would. I mean, because you know that movie's going to make some bank. This... right. I don't know. I'm hoping not because they need to learn their lesson. Like nobody wanted this 25 years too late. Like why? Yep. Definitely late to the party. 
go back to your pot and come <laughs> up with some other better ideas. John and I can come up with some better ideas. Like, like what John mentioned earlier, if you want to do a sequel to this, do a different sport, try football. I mean, I mean, I hate the guy, but geez, you could do Tom Brady. I mean, honestly, but here's the thing though. That's like the only person that is actually a spot in the spotlight. Like, in the nineties, if you think about yeah. it, is Tom Brady is the only big name quarterback now, now yeah. that you have. Yeah. And like everything. Now. since since yeah. Breeze retired, since you have other people now leaving mm-hmm. and Brady's the only one there, that's it. You know? Yeah. Kaylin can come up. <laughs> yes, I do believe baby KK can actually come up with a better idea than that, though, Tacky Chan. I definitely believe that. Um the girl from Bad Trip can come up with better ideas. than the people that did this movie like i mean if you like this movie that's fine you can enjoy it but but don't criticize us for not liking it just because we don't like lebron that's a part of it but this movie is there's a lot of stuff that we can come up with to counteract like oh lebron's terrible okay animation sucks the uh it's all over the place um there's too many uh, like there's too many r-rated stuff in this there's too much product placement it's like michael if michael bay was like 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 Michael Bay of explosions like Warner Brothers with this movie obsessed with their properties because they have little faith in this like like yeah we can come up with better ideas and we can come up with like with reasons why we did not like this movie not just because LeBron's a bitch and we don't like him and we didn't think he went to he's just trying to do it to one up Michael Jordan we have other reasons to say that this movie is not good um so I, I mean if you're gonna enjoy it enjoy it if you have kids it's fine watch it. I would recommend this if you're gonna watch it, just watch it from home and save your money and go and watch other stuff and like maybe like take your kids. To, there's gonna be probably other kid movies coming out soon that that just save your money because it's I mean and maybe like go support Marvel like help them out because if this movie's beating out Marvel on a second weekend, something's clearly wrong right, right now. Like I mean I don't know I, that's just my final sense. I just like if you're gonna watch it, watch it from home. Just don't don't waste your money on this, especially if you like you only go out to the theaters like once every like once a like either once a month or once every six months. Don't spend your money on this. Even if your kids are clamoring for it, try to watch this at home where you can say where, where you don't have to pay money, don't have to drive out there, don't have to go into the theater if you don't feel comfortable in the pandemic. Just just watch this from home. Because there's right. clearly some other better movies out there that you can watch with kids. That are just that are just ten times better than this piece of shit. Okay, so guys, if you guys want to go ahead and do this for me, Taki Chan has her own YouTube channel. It's called Two Blur Girls. Go ahead, subscribe over to their channel. Tamika and Tamra does a fantastic job of their Loki after shows and stuff like that. Even though Loki's not on or anything like that right now. They do a fantastic job at just geeking out and just giving us full synopsis on just geek culture, pop culture, stuff like that. So go ahead and make your way over to Two Blur Girls. Another thing, too, is uh, Tamara's actually going to be on the air with me Thursday night, 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific Time for us to do a review of Fair Street. So we're going to be reviewing all three Fair Street movies that dropped on Netflix. Another thing, too, is... On Tuesday, I know I'm doing this out of sequence, but I wanted to give a big shout shout out to Taki Chan and the things that they do at Two Blur uh, Girls Podcast because of the things that they do there. 
Um, but I also have ACS coming on with me on the 20th doing a, re re uh, doing a little bit of a different type of show. It's going to be a little more of a laid back segment. It's called reminiscing with John. And basically what we do is we, re we reminisce about our childhood, about things that we did in our childhood and watched in our childhood. And also maybe talk about the kind of cereal that we ate in our childhood as well. So it's more of a little bit more chill, laid back kind of atmosphere. We're not going to review any type of movies. Think of it as like two friends talking on the phone, trying to catch up with each other and stuff like that. So think of it in that kind of context, because that's the kind of show that I wanted to try and bring out on Movie Lovers Tonight. So if you guys want to tune in for that, 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific Time, for that, yep, I am. This and, movie's never been made. Thank you, Brandy. <laughs> I'm pissed. And so, another thing, guys, too, is if you guys want to show us some love here at Movie Love Is Your Night, and just go on ahead, head over to the GoFundMe page at uh, www.gofundme.com forward slash Movie Lovers Podcast. And then, of course, if you guys want an audio only uh, version of this show and many shows that we do here at Movie Lovers Tonight, you guys can get that wherever you guys get your podcast from. Of course, for all your entertainment needs and wants, just go on ahead and head over to movieloversunite.com. Of course, we also have a website now where we sell merch. And right now, we have our, our Movie Lovers Unite's Mafia uh, talk shirts. These are our newer shirts. This is like an old throwback shirt now than what we have, but go over to bonfire.com forward slash uh, movie lovers unite and go ahead and get yourself a, a shirt from us and show us some love over there. And then, of course, if you guys want to follow me on Twitter, you just go ahead head over to Twitter at movie lovers unit underneath the same name on stereo. And then, of course, you guys can follow me at Facebook at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Night over there underneath the same brand name on Instagram and on Pinterest as well. And if you're a sponsor or would like to get in touch with us, just go on ahead, email me at movieloversnight at gmail.com. Those are the places that you can reach us at. And I am going to be doing a show with Vernon Kelly soon on August 8th. We're going to be reviewing Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. We're going to be doing that on his channel. So go ahead. I'll post a link sometime soon where you can actually watch that live. So that's everywhere that you can, guys can go ahead and follow us at and everything. It's been real. It's been fun. I can't wait to do this again. And thanks a lot, everybody inside the live chat, for keeping this active tonight. I do appreciate it. Thank you, Nadasia. Thank you, Taki Chan. Thank you, Brandy. Thank you, everybody. And always until next time, have a good night and bye-bye. Thank you again, Charlie. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DiGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audio books, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audio books, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audio book and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to daily news digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing too guys, that's not all they have. They also have they also have finish if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader or a person, how-to books, 
which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately and everything else. So if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless.